Welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Nathaniel Martinez, and I'm happy to introduce to you our topic for today. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe or follow our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode discusses the forgotten problem, how to manage data volume growth versus increasing costs and risks. Today, we are joined by Deepak Sood, CEO of Oritas, Robert Pickering, Senior Director for Solution Management, Business Technology Platform at SAP, and host Corey Bragg from SAP Product and Solution Marketing as they discuss how and why to manage the life cycle of data while balancing the cost of resources, ownership, risk, and legal compliance. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast, The Forgotten Problem how to manage data volume growth while decreasing costs and risks. My name is Corey Bragg. I'm from SAP Solution and Product Marketing, and I'm going to be your host for today's podcast, trying to navigate the conversation a little bit. So let me start off by introducing our speakers for today. We have Deepak Sood. He's the CEO of Oritas. And then we also have Robert Pickering. He is the Senior Director for Solution Management for the Business Technology Platform at SAP. Let's start off by discussing what this forgotten problem really is. Robert, can you give me some more background? Why does this matter to the business? Yeah. Hi, Corey. Thanks. It's uh, it's great to be here. So um, I think the forgotten problem is perhaps it's a little dramatic. Um, But I do consider that data volume is often an afterthought or prioritized quite a long way down on the list of objectives during a a business transformation. Uh, And I would argue this is a topic that needs consideration much earlier on. And the reason I say that is that by getting to grips with data volume growth earlier, it's actually going to make the business transformation easier and I would say save money as well. Because what happens is with with many business transformations, they're they're usually dependent on moving to some new target state business application landscape. Uh, and that's always going to involve moving some of the existing business data across. That's that's going to be in the areas of master data about your customers, your suppliers, and your products. But it's also going to include transactional and other ongoing operational data. So it seems to make sense that the more data you've got to move across, Uh, the more effort you're going to have to put into that. And that's going to make the transformation slower and more complicated. And and potentially, you know, that could add risk to the overall project uh, timescale. Also, of course, you know, any additional effort is no doubt going to increase costs of the project. But, uh, you know, obviously there's another thing about, uh, you know, data volume as well, which is the the physical storage cost. That's an obvious point. Um, But it's also, you know, true in the cloud. A lot of people think that cloud is going to be a a very affordable way to go. But in the cloud, we find there's certain thresholds that you get to on data volume. And above those thresholds, there can be sometimes quite a surprising impact on on your TCO. So, you know, reducing data volume is a, is a major cost benefit, both from the actual obvious physical storage perspective, but also from a project um, effort perspective. And so, you know, you might like to think, well, let's let's draw a line in the sand, you know, let's cut off data after a certain point in time. But there's also a contradiction there, right? Because you've got various laws and regulations, um, you know, tax laws, privacy regulations and such that that say you've now got to keep data for several years. 
And you may even have to periodically report on that data. And of course, you know, that's not just tax laws and privacy, there's other industry regulations as well. So, you know, if it's not a regulatory requirement, you could have product warranty as well. And all, all of which lead to the fact that you may need to keep some data for 10, 15, 20 years or more. So, you know, if you're not going to take that across to the new landscape with you, um, but nor can you throw it away, you've got this real, real challenge. You know, what, what are you going to do with it? Um, leaving it there in your older systems um, for a decade or more, however long it could be, that's going to be a considerable cost to the business on a you know, year on year basis. And I would also say, again, you know, the risk comes back. It's um, as those systems age even further and the, the hardware and software may slip out of maintenance. Um, the skills that you've got in your workforce to, to maintain those systems, they gradually get lost. You know, there's a risk because uh, the data that resides in those legacy systems still needs to be protected and, and it's still got to comply to all these laws and regulations. So, you know, it's I think it's a topic that really needs to to come up to the top of the priority list in a transformation. And for me, you know, it's it comes down to the two themes of, of cost and risk. So, Deepak, you know, you, you do these kinds of projects a lot. I know. Uh, do you agree with this um, idea that I have? And, and what examples have you seen with with some of the customers you've worked with? Absolutely, Robert, um, and uh, thank you for uh, for this opportunity to uh, you know to present uh, and to talk about the forgotten data problem. I mean, um, we are constantly engaged into situations where um, organizations have drivers to let's say move to S4 HANA, and they have a driver where they want to upgrade their system or even move their platform over to. Uh, you know, a, a cloud-based solution, say Rise with SAP, or you know, or a similar uh, solution. And again, I'm gonna in in, in this whole uh, exchange, I'm also gonna talk about the situation where the customers are looking for uh, you know solutions in mergers and acquisition. What we find is that um, sizing is uh, the data sizing is is a big issue. Now, um, you know, as you have mentioned, SAP has always uh, suggested that you need to prep your system before you migrate over to the new platform um, that is you know concepts like compressing the data with data archiving data teetering or um, other techniques that come along with that uh, sap also talks about the fact that you have to look into data cleansing whether it is master data or transactional data but the big questions majority of the customers realize as they are doing this exercise is that a good 90 to 95% of their data is transactional data, not master data. So when you have such a sizable volume of that information sitting in your environment, how do you want to address it? Whether you want to compress it, whether you want to reduce it so that you can minimize your downtime, whether you want to uh, keep it in an area where you can access it seamlessly, but you are addressing all your privacy concerns, all your retention concerns, this is a constant quagmire companies are grappling with. So we have organizations where we have reduced their database footprint down from 27 terabytes all the way up to seven or eight terabytes so that they are able to move their systems onto the new environments quickly, minimize the downtime, minimize the conversion, headaches, and all of those things put together. So with the same token, when we move towards mergers and acquisition, situation is exactly the same how can we make 
the system footprint a more efficient, a highly productive platform. Your users should be accessing the information, which is the you know in a most responsive way that they deal with day in and day out. Historical information that they don't access frequently can be kept on the side, but they should have seamless access to it. Yeah, Robert. Hopefully, I answered your question. Yeah, no, I think I think the example you gave there of the you know the reduction in data footprint um, was was you know very compelling. So that leads to the next question: It's how how do we make the system footprint, the data footprint, more efficient? Give us some examples. What what's the solution? Well. I don't think there's one solution. There's there's a solution that I think can help a great deal. I think there's other aspects around the outside. I think Deepak was just alluding to some of those other considerations. But one one of the significant solutions that we have in the SAP portfolio for this is SAP Information Lifecycle Management. Because what this is really about, what we're we're hearing from the discussion here is that there's no one kind of data. You know, there's master data, there's transactional data, there's operational data. And even within those categories, data has a life cycle, but it may be of a different time period um, for the different kinds of data. Uh, and, you know, some data may be very short lived. You, you create it, you use it and it's done. Other data, like in the, the product warranty example, you know, if you're a manufacturing um, airline uh, jet engines, you know, you might need to keep um, product and material information and manufacturing details for, for 10, 20, 30 years. So, you know, there's, there's, there's these different forces at work around how long you need to keep the data. So it comes down to this concept of, of retention and rules and policies and flexibility to have different rules and policies. And even for the same data, you know, even for um, invoicing data for a customer, you may need to keep that in one country for seven years for tax laws and in another country, you know, maybe maybe for 10 years. You know, these these are the things that you've got to think about. And I think by by managing the retention of data in these transformation projects, knowing what data you need to keep for how long, what you can take across, what you can leave behind, and maybe even the ability to decommission and archive some of that data that's not going to be so often needed into a more compressed archive. You know, these are the capabilities that the information lifecycle um, management provides um, customers on this journey. So, you know, Deepak, you, you've have you got some more comments around that? Yes, Robert, I'll just extend your thought um, on the fact that you know, data management in SAP has been existing for quite some time. And, and and we use the terms in the past like, hey, let's archive your data, do data archiving. And then came uh, information lifecycle management and, you know, an SAP's tool that holistically manage the entire uh, life cycle of how you create, you manage, you archive, and eventually defensively dispose your data. But you know, I, I'll just take a few moments to explain why it is so valuable for companies. See, many times you will say that let's archive that information and keep it in a right once format. You'll put it into a storage medium. The users can access it anytime we want uh, or they want. But then comes a situation where they say, are we going to keep this data forever? And, you know, what is our liability on this information? You know, at some point, data becomes potentially toxic for the organizations. 
Well, we can put retention policies around it, just like what Robert has mentioned. Hey, uh, you know, finance data for uh, United States could be seven years, but for uh, United Kingdom could be uh, eight to nine years and, and sale, so on and so forth for sales and HR data and all. Well, you know, you could either maintain it manually or you can automate it. ILM lets you handle that situation in an automated way, um, you know, and, and also alerts the user when the data needs to be uh, defensively disposed. But here are some other value propositions that come in this whole affair. Um, if you have a legal dispute, majority of the companies will stall, will stop their entire archiving initiative saying, oh, I, you know, unless I solve this problem, I am not going to be going to be doing any archiving or disposition anymore. With ILM, you have these concepts of e-discovery where we say, well, if you have a legal dispute, say with a vendor or there is a legal hold coming along, let's keep those specific records, the records that are related to that particular customer vendor or uh, employee, just hold those records and we can continue with our retention compliance uh, you know, requirements as well as our process within the organization. So these are some really strong aspects of doing data management that helps companies in a long term and especially for global companies. I think that's fantastic, Deepak. I mean, I think the the problem of data, the volume of data, the multiple regulations, the multiple rules and policies, it's, it's not possible to really uh, manage it uh, in a manual way effectively anymore. It, it needs rules and automation around it. So yeah, really strong point. So I know that Data Assist, and this is a product by Oritas, it, it provides a solution that complements the SAP Information Lifecycle Management solution. Uh, so Deepak, can you tell us a little bit more about the your solutions objective and and some of the key features in terms of that complement. Absolutely, and Corey, thank you for um, uh, again giving me the opportunity to present um, uh, this solution. So um, we 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 talked about the problem and uh, you know how the data management and how data from a volume, from a compliance, from a performance perspective needs to be managed effectively, and how ILM is able to do it. The, the next question any organization is going to ask, well, folks, how do I do it? Well, the answer is that you have to pick archiving objects that are available within SAP to run that in the system, and that will help you compress and reduce your database footprint. Well, there are 600 archiving objects that are available for our SAP customers. So the customer comes back saying, which object shall I pick to do this work? This is where data assist comes into play. So the first thing the solution does is it provides you with a realistic dashboard where you are able to get the objects that are going to be providing value that are going to be reducing your database footprint in your system. But then the next question comes, well, how much are they reducing? What is the volume that they can reduce in the system? And based on my business requirements, whether I want to keep the data in my database for three years versus five years, what is my ROI on this project? Well, the data assist product has this dynamic graphs where you as an IT owners, as a finance or as a business owners can manage, can, can change those values and see what would be the perfect 
combination of residence time and ROI for your system. So number one, it is able to tell you what archiving objects are going to provide you with the biggest bang for your buck. Number two, you can itemize the residence times in the system, and now you have a strategy of how you're going to address the archiving uh, you know, initiative within your organization. The second most valuable piece um, that Data Assist provides you is the automated scheduling. I'll give you a quick story. It just happened two weeks ago. We were approached by an organization, a multi-national uh, uh, organization where some change management process transported a residence time in the their organization's production environment whereby somebody manually ran the archive job and archived their sales orders as of two days ago meaning everything all their sales orders got archived from two days ago in the system and the company was in in real panic mode well we have all these transactions all these sales orders that have been archived and removed out of the system you know, how can we control that? So Data Assist takes all of those risks away. The second portion of this uh, product, uh, the Data Assist, what it does is it automates all your variant creation. It automates all your scheduling in the system. Basically, it takes away all the risk of you fat fingering some inaccurate variant details or archiving objects in the system and you know and accidentally archiving too much data or too little data so what it does is it works with your sap system whether it is archiving or ilm analyze all your data and then automates all of your scheduling in the system and you know and users can see the dashboard of how efficient their um, their data management processes are running so we've yeah that really helps um and We've really covered a lot of the benefits of information lifecycle management in terms of storage and management costs, ensuring that regulatory compliance and overall simplifying your system landscape. Talked a few examples and great example in terms of the sales order archiving. Deepak, just um, let's wrap it up. Can you share some examples, additional examples of what your customers have achieved? Well, yes. Uh, so we have some, even on our website, some some real solid value propositions our customers have uh, realized, and and they have presented their findings on multiple forums, including the Sapphires and the ASAGs. We typically find that any organization who is moving, let's say, with their S4 initiative, um, uh, you know, they are in a in a you know in a constant. Uh, process of thinking: What would be my sizing of the system? What kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, license requirement, hardware and software requirements they're going to have? No matter whether it is an on-prem or a cloud-based environment. What we have found that doing these data management activities, especially with ILM, no matter we are doing, even if you are doing greenfield-based um, migration or system conversions or any of, um, you know, situations in between. Customers are able to reduce their database footprint by up to 50%, 50%—even uh, before they realize the benefits of the compression from the uh, the HANA database. And that is for a customer who is live with SAP, say about five to seven years. If you're an organization 
who is live with SAP for over 10 or over 20 years, your database footprint can be reduced by over 70% with these data management activities. So Corey and Robert, I mean, Robert, please pitch in, but I really would like to emphasize that what we have found with our customers is that they are able to fast track their S4 deployment. They are able to reduce their overall, uh, you know, uh, migration as well as uh, S4 deployment cost doing these data management activities. And, uh, and I can give you, uh, you know, a lot more examples, but given the limitation of time, I think, uh, you know, that should help. Yeah, I think I think that's really true, Deepak. Um, you know, I think data volume is is a, a very important consideration during a transformation project or program. But I think in, in listening to what you said, it's also and, and tell me if you agree or disagree. It's not a one and done. I mean, clearly there's the the actual transformation itself. There's the reduction in costs and there's the reduction in the project risk, which I was talking about earlier. But then, you know, once you've done this, as you're live in your new agile, newly business transformed world, this is an ongoing process, right? Because it can keep the costs and the risks down. Is, is that what your customers have seen as well? A, a huge reduction in risk, Robert, and you're absolutely right because, um, you know, I'll give you, uh, you know, an, a, another example with that. If you keep data, let's say in your SAP system, longer than what you're supposed to. The implication is not that, okay, I'm holding the data. We have found companies where the courts have mandated the organization saying, guys, if you're keeping your data in the SAP system, now all your peripheral systems also need to keep the data for much longer a period of time. And in cases where you have to e do e-discovery and all, you will find a lot of those cases even on the web and published by different organizations where it can the e-discovery cost itself can cost organizations in millions. And if you start with these data management activities with ILM, it has so many other benefits, not only in the SAP system, but also in the peripheral systems. That's really interesting. Yeah. So it is just to summarize, right? It it is about preparing. Um, if you're talking about a transformation or you're going into a merger and acquisition, it's about doing that migration efficiently and with less risk. And then really in the long term, we're talking agility. Um, data management is about agility um, in terms of managing uh, your your overall system landscape and your, your data landscape. So. Hey, I want to thank you both for your insights and sh and sharing with the audience. And then I'd like to thank everyone who's listening um, to our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast, where we're discussing the concept of information lifecycle management. So if you'd like to hear more, learn more about SAP information lifecycle management or the data assist um, solution, I encourage you to take a look at the additional resources. These are available in the description of the podcast. And then also, I am encouraging you to, to subscribe to the series to stay tuned for new episodes and get caught up on the ones that you may have missed. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in and be well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Use the links in the show notes to learn more. 
If this topic is of interest to you, then you might enjoy episode 29, The Integration Story and the Role of Master Data. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Let's Talk Data podcast.